You're listening to the Family Discipleship Podcast, a podcast of training the church. Hey, this is Adam Griffin, and I'm so excited to get started with you. The first episode ever, or the first season ever of the Family Discipleship Podcast. But first, let me introduce you to my lovely co-hosts. First, the incomparable Cassie Bryant. Cassie, how are you doing today? Oh, good. Just holding back my cheers. I felt like a cheer section should have just come in right there when oh, you said... Please don't hold back. Oh, okay. So I'm bubbling over with excitement. This is so great. <laughs> That's awesome. And then my favorite co-host, no offense, Cassie, my wife, Chelsea Griffin. Chelsea, how you doing? Never been better. Here I am. Never better. Are you feeling a little nervous today? Yeah, I don't belong on a podcast. <laughs> That's what? not true. That's not, not true. true. Why would you say... Why would you say you don't belong on a podcast? I don't know. I might say something offensive. You're That's so, your biggest it's, worry. It's her unpredictability. Yeah. Here's the good news. We have, this is not live. So <laughs> when you inevitably say something offensive, yeah. we'll just cut that out. And okay. then we'll make that uh, a premium content that people can pay for a, Ooh, um, a Patreon. We call it an unrated version of the Family Discipleship yes, Podcast. Yes, Family Discipleship Uncensored. In our That's needed. That's great. Well, uh, we are looking forward to getting started with this first episode and all those to come. So thanks for joining us today for the first episode of the Family Discipleship Podcast. Here we go. All right. The most important question we have to cover first. Why should people listen to us? I mean, what? why us? Like, why are we doing this? Are we parenting experts? Are we the... the I don't know, like what makes us special? I don't, I don't know that there's anything, but since there's not really a reason that uh, we are uh, on a pedestal compared to other parents, let's at least talk about who we are and why we're doing this podcast together. Cassie, you've got years of experience working with kids and families. Tell us a little bit about you and why you're excited about this. Yeah, so my name is Cassie Bryant and I'm coming up on 17 years in ministry with children and families. 17 and, years? Yes. My That's fashion awesome. design major is really paying off. <laughs> um, no, God just like really scooped me up and pulled me into children's ministry because it's awesome. And because uh, he just wanted to keep me close and my foundation solid. And so I've spent 17 years just teaching children about the good news of the gospel and trying to equip parents to uh, teach their kids in the home because we see them as the primary disciple makers. So I'm excited. I, I'm i one of a thousand of the other moms and ministers you could have sitting here today. And so it's an honor and I'm humbled to get to be part of this. But I'm excited that the mom that's in the room with us is you. Oh, I mean, thanks. Cassie Bryant, when I think about people that have spent a lot of time thinking and doing great work in this area, you're the first person that comes to mind. Thank you. I think we, the Griffin family, has learned so much from you and being around you as a parent, let alone as a minister to our own kids. Uh, I'm so excited for our listeners to get to learn from you as Thank well. You. I'm mostly here to just teach you guys how to apologize because I do that every day to my <laughs> The mistakes abound. So, you know. Well, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm apologizing. <laughs> you said teach us to apologize. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chelsea Griffin, tell us about you. I'm Chelsea. Um, I've been married to Adam for close to 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. Not long not enough, long I say. Enough. Not, Let's long, go. not long enough. Let's keep this thing going. I'm a mom of three boys. Our boys are almost or about to be 
um, six, eight, and nine years old, and they're a delight to parent. And um, just like Cassie, we make a lot of mistakes, and uh, we find the whole thing real challenging, but we love it. And um, I'm excited to be a part of this, to learn as we go and learn from the guests we have on our show who are going to bring a lot of insight and uh, hopefully just to be a blessing to encourage other families that are also imperfect, that um, that this can be done, um, not perfectly, but we can definitely honor the Lord with the way um, we run our families and the way we raise our kids. So I'm excited. Amen. Cassie, we should mention you're a mom. Yeah, I was going to say, well. I, sorry, Eric and girls. <laughs> um, I'm married to Eric Bryant. He is a biblical counselor and we've been married for 13 years we have three girls. So we are coming in with the opposite gender over here with a four, six, and eight-year-old girl. Uh, girls, not one girl, three ages. <laughs> three girls, different ages. And um, we just found it very challenging, but also incredibly rewarding. I tell my girls all the time, some of the best gifts from God are also the hardest things that we uh, we do and face. So yeah, well, I get the privilege of getting to see Chelsea be a mom all the time. I'm so excited for y'all who are listening to learn from her. She is so good at this. I mean, she is so insightful and profound in the way she speaks to our boys. And then I've also had the privilege of getting to work alongside Cassie professionally, let alone see her be a mom. Uh, we had a meeting in April of what year was that? 2011, where we sat down and started talking about family discipleship. And that's now 10 years ago. Uh, where we started talking about what would it look like to lead families. And it led to a book that now is out with Crossway that Pamela and I got a chance to write together that's going to inform a lot of our discussions. It's so good. Oh, thanks. Great book. I feel really proud of the work the Lord is doing through it, but certainly I don't assume to be an expert. And it's all built upon the work that we did together. So I'm excited about that informing a lot of our conversation. But before we go any further, Cassie, help help us understand what is family discipleship? Like, what are we even talking about? Yeah, I mean, when we say family discipleship, we are talking about parents and churches who take scripture seriously. Uh, when we read about passing on the truth and the hope of the gospel to the next generation, because if we are not passing it on to them, we see throughout scripture g- entire generations that forget who God is and forget the good news of Jesus. And so what we want to do is equip families to the efforts that they are using to disciple their kids, to point those and those efforts to what is true, what is right, what is good about, um, about God. And so we are already as parents discipling our kids towards a ton of different things, whether yeah. it's sports or academics, social mm-hmm. justice and politics, if it's tradition and cultures or leisure, all of those things we are we're doing, um, we're doing the work of discipleship every day, but it can be easy uh, to not include or to forget that uh, what God has to say about all of those things and uh, how we can point our children in everyday moments and through intentional time and through milestones, who God is. And so that's the framework of your book. That's the framework we use at Northway and I'm sure at Eastside at our churches and the village, they use that as well. And, and that's how we really think about in our home, discipleship is time, moments, milestones. So intentional time is time that you have to plan for. It's not just, it's not just letting it, you know, happen, but it's taking the effort and the energy and the courage uh, to think ahead, to plan time and to try and be consistent yeah. uh, with time in the word and time teaching your children about God. And that can look like weekly, it can look like daily. It looks different in different seasons, but it, it does require intentional time. And then it looks like 
moments. So everyday moments that are happening, whether it's discipline, it's riding in the car, it's dinner time, meal times, you know, we're leveraging those moments for the gospel, for the good news, to glorify God, make much of Him, but also to show our kids um, His glory and His worth and why we follow and obey and and love Jesus. And so that's time moments. And then milestones um, are celebrating, it's marking and making milestones in the life of your kids so that you can look back and remember uh, who God is and what He's done in your life. And so you, there's tons of different ways that milestones can play out. We can talk about that later, but that is family discipleship. That's great. Yeah. I, I love what you said about it being like an everyday experience that we're doing all the time. It is, it's not an intimidating new thing to add. It, it's leveraging the ordinary stuff you're already doing with your kids for what we believe is really important, pointing them to Christ. And it is, it's every day. And one of the other aspects to a family discipleship is modeling. Even the fact that you are around your kids and you are hopefully genuinely following Christ yourself is a part of what we're doing. Chelsea, uh, Cassie just gave us a great definition about what it is. Why should people care? Why, why care about family discipleship? Well, we've been entrusted with, uh, with these little souls. And um, while we don't control them and we can't force certain events to take place, man, God gives us this unbelievable opportunity and a position of influence in the life of a young person. And kind of like Cassie talked about, not only are we discipling our kids in something all the time, so is the culture, so is the world, so is school and everywhere they go, what they see on TV, everyone, um, children and adults alike, everyone's being discipled uh, one way or another. Um, Sometimes it's very inadvertent. People don't realize it, but we're all receiving messages that are shaping and forming us. And so as parents, we just, we want to be good stewards of the opportunity God's given us to point a person towards Christ, to say, this is your greatest treasure. This is your greatest reward. This is the greatest truth. Here's where you're going to find peace and freedom and joy that soccer might never bring, um, that academic success will never bring. And we want to set our kids free. I don't want to see any of my kids or um, the kids in our church or in our community enslaved to their possessions or their success. I want our kids to know that they have been set free by the blood of Christ. And so um, looking at daily opportunities to help our kids experience the joy of knowing their Savior. That's good. Adam, I know you've worked a lot with high school and middle school students and discipling teenagers is in in some ways, I'm not there yet with our kids. You know, our kids aren't that age, but you've got a lot of experience with that age group. What what have you seen in the, like what trends have you seen in this generation that concern you? That's a really tough question to answer because I have seen a lot of very concerning things in this generation I don't know uh, how many of you listeners might be parents of young kids or infants or teenagers. I mean, we're going to be all across the board. I know we represent maybe, you know, we represent one gender families. Uh, The Griffins have all boys. The Bryants have all girls. We have younger kids, but we've spent a lot of time around all ages. Cassie runs Next Gen that spans all the ages. And I've spent a ton of time around teenagers. And man, this summer, even more so than ever before, I'm seeing exactly what Chelsea just described. Teenagers discipled by the culture. Kids that uh, are growing up on Netflix and video games as the loudest voice in their life. And mm-hmm. there's definitely an agenda out there that is not Christian yeah. that wants to capture the heart of the teenager, that wants to turn them into a consumer, but also somebody who has a worldview or a lens through which they view the world, which is not what Christ has called us to. Sure. More than ever before, I was counseling kids this summer on issues of sexuality. More than ever before. I'm I sat down with a young lady who was uh, struggling with um, gender dysphoria. And that's a that's the first time this, I didn't, 
I didn't know these kids. This was at a summer camp. And she was asking uh, with one of her female leaders if we could talk about this. And when I asked her, what is her mom talking to her about uh, when it comes to this and how is she processing it? She said she's not allowed to talk about it with her mom because her mom just told her, listen, that's wrong and it's, uh, it's against God's rules. And so we're not going to talk about it. And so I get why that's intimidating. I get why it can be hard. But it, there's a lot of voices out there discipling your kids in these things. So when we say, hey, it's just an off-limits topic, or we say um, we don't enter in with the kid in front of us with what they're struggling with, we lend them to the culture to tell them what to believe, what to think, and how to feel. And so how are we as parents going to swim upstream or like uh, choose which influences will or will not even have access to our kids when it comes to family discipleship is one of the most important questions. And it's very concerning to me because I've seen a lot of the opposite. Chelsea knows this, that I have, I have visited kids in prison who are there because they've had uncurbed access to pornography that led to criminal activity that mm -hmm. they thought was a normal outworking of uh, human sexuality or of, of human behavior. Mm -hmm. And they've ended up in jail. And it all started with a parent's total lack of uh, shutting down access to things that we would call wrong. I mean, this mom literally told me, I can't stop them anyway. I'm just going to let them watch whatever they want. And that's how it ended up. And I worry so much, not so much about, hey, how can we manage our kids' behavior? But what are we not telling our kids about what's true? Right. And what is somebody else telling them? And right. So to me, this, this podcast is so important, not just because we're going to sit around and talk about how to have good family devotionals, because we're going to sit around and talk about the fact that there is a enemy out there. Yeah. There is a false narrative out there. And there is a lot of consumerism that wants the attention of your kids that is not going to be good for them. And the parents are going to be uh, just as duped. You know, we're going to talk to a lot of parents who just as easily um, fall for deception over truth. And so how do we navigate that? And how do we do that well? In fact, one of our first episodes is about navigating influences as parents, which I'm excited about getting into. But Man, I could talk all day about that. And I probably already have talked too much <laughs> about it. But Cassie, to throw it back to you, you know that so much of family discipleship, even what I'm talking about right now, can be really intimidating for parents. They can feel a lot of shame and guilt, which we'll talk about a lot, I'm sure, on this podcast. Just the feeling that I've already missed it or I haven't done a good job or I can't do it. Can you start us off as we're starting our first season Speak to the pessimistic parent a little bit. Can you give the listener a little good news about efforts in family discipleship? Yeah. I mean, I think it's intimidating because we think, you know, when I first heard of the word, I pictured this being like a very Puritan. We all sit around the fireplace at night for an hour or two hours or three hours and we read through the entire Old Testament or, you know, it just seemed so like stoic and like serious and it is a serious matter but I think one of the best things about that meeting in April of 2011 was making like normalizing it and making and realizing that it's something that we're already doing and it's more leveraging the time that we have with our kids every day and making it fun and getting creative and that's why it can feel intimidating is because it does take work there's also a ton of resources out there and you don't know which ones to read I mean it, to read every book about family discipleship or parenting would it's not it's a good use of your time. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's impossible. And um, so to, to curate that and to curate, and what I'm hoping we get to do even in this podcast is curate some of the best that's out there and bring before our listeners uh, voices that are you know influential and important and uh, truth-filled uh, to help our parents just 
have the courage to do uh, what we're asking them to do. Um, the hope is that the hope that we have is that God has promised to equip us. So he's not left us to do this on our own, but he's filled us with his Holy Spirit. He's never going to ask us to do something he won't equip us to do. That yeah. doesn't mean it won't be hard. It doesn't mean we won't fail, but there's so much grace. We're met with new mercies every morning. I'll tell my kids at the That's end right. of the day, mom is running out of mercies. <laughs> it's bedtime and they, my cup will be so full of them tomorrow morning. I just really need to go to bed so I can have my new morning mercies tomorrow. So they're familiar with that language, but that's true. The more the morning mercies are so new to to go again a day. And I think if you look down a decade from now, it can get intimidating thinking about even just talking about teenagers. I'm like, oh my goodness, we're not that far away from that. But yeah. it's a it's a daily thing. It's like I have what I need today to be faithful. And then when I wake up tomorrow, I'll have what I need tomorrow to be faithful. And so I try not to get overwhelmed looking too far ahead because God is who has the plan and knows exactly where my daughters will be in the next decade. I just have today that I know, you know, and so yeah. that's the hope that I have and that what keeps me going. And I hope that that gives the courage and hope to our parents. Absolutely. I feel encouraged by that. I, I know that there are days uh, similar to you when you're talking about running out of mercies. There are days where I want my kids to be patient, but I see impatience in myself. Yeah. And there's days where my kids are whining and I know it is uh, annoying me. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm seeing the same things and I need to uh, recognize the Lord needs to do work in, in my heart too. But man, there's a lot to be encouraged about in family discipleship yeah. too. I mean, We've seen really good days with our kids where we've seen the Lord do really incredible things or answers come out of their mouths or, or a scripture that they've memorized. Oh, man, it's so encouraging. Yeah, may we not underestimate yes. what God wants to do in our children, you know, or what they're capable of doing. And sure. I think that's part of the problem with family discipleship is that parents put off formal discipleship with their kids because they think they're not ready or they're underestimating yes. what they're capable of. It's like, no, actually you're two, three, four-year-old you know, they're ready for it. And they're if you ready. wait till they're 10 or 12, it's going to feel more awkward because you're trying to establish new habits or rhythms. Yes. It's right. not impossible for our listeners who are, have waited or are new believers that have older kids. It's definitely not impossible, but that's right. Um, may we not underestimate our kids. Absolutely right. Sure. Yeah. Hey friends, it's March. And that means Easter is right around the corner. In fact, Easter is in March this year. It's part of the reason I'm pumped to tell you about one of our sponsors who's got a really special Easter deal. This is a great time to get some new resources to disciple your family. Our friends over at Lithos Kids are having an Easter basket sale. They've got the brand new Little Pilgrims Big Journey complete box set. It's now available. Guys, I can't tell you how much I love this resource. If you don't have it, you need to go check it out. Kids and parents have loved reading about Bunyan's beloved tale of Christian and his adventure to follow the king's path to Celestial City. And now you can get all three books in one box set along with a map and it comes with a coloring book and the whole thing is just 60 bucks. You can use the code FAMILY10 to get 10% off your entire order at Lithos Kids right now. So what a great discipleship opportunity. To find all this, go to lithoskids.com, see all the items in their Easter promo, including their new release, The Parables of Jesus, and the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook. Guys, we love Lithos Kids. You're going to love them too. Go check it out today, lithoskids.com, and remember the promo, FAMILY10, to get 10% off your entire order. Hey listeners, we live in a world where anxiety, depression, and weariness seem to be the basic descriptors of our lives. For many of us, our calendars and our plates are overfull, yet our lives still lack joy. 
But it doesn't have to be this way. Jesus invites you to have true and abundant joy that's only found in Him. In John 15, Jesus reveals three very surprising pathways to finding this type of joy. You can discover these pathways in the new book, Overflowing Joy, by author and Bible teacher Tara Dew. This is available at LifeWay.com, and you can save 40% off with the code JOY40. Again, that's J-O-Y, the number four, the number zero, at LifeWay.com. The new book is Overflowing Joy by Tara Dew. Check it out. Chelsea, when we talk about family discipleship, obviously we want to root everything we're saying in the scripture. What comes to mind for you from the Bible that would relate to what we're talking about? That it's not just Cassie, Chelsea, and Adam's opinion, but that the Lord has spoken into this. What comes to mind for you? Sure, yeah. We have a lot of commands in the scripture that are saying that we need to tell the next generation, particularly the Shema, the um, the command we have in Deuteronomy 6 that that's saying, that kind of is where we get that time moments, milestones idea, that everyday moments, right? In the Bible, it says, talk about this while you're walking down the road, while you're sitting in the, in your house, right? Um, in Titus 2, there's some instructions for older women. And I think a really sweet, short, simple sentence and it says, teach what is good. And, um, yeah, that's- and that's so profound to the to the women in our church. And it, 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 he's talking about teaching even younger women how to be faithful wives. And so it's just this idea of di- discipleship is ongoing. It's an everyday part of your life to teach what is good, teach what is right, right? Ephesians 6 reminds the fathers not to um, provoke their children to anger. And we kind of, you know, think about what provokes kids to anger towards their dads. It's usually absence, right? Mm -hmm. It's usually uh, a passivity rather than something their dad actually does, but rather what their dad doesn't do um, that really creates resentment in a a kid. But it says, instead of provoking them to anger, um, to raise them up in the fear and and admonition of the Lord, right? And um, Psalm 78, again, there are so many repeated just echoes of the Lord saying, raise your children, which makes sense, right? He's a father. The God, yeah. God, the God we worship is a father. Um, and, and that's a title that exists in our world even before the fall, right? So he's a king and a judge, but outside of sin, we wouldn't need a king or a judge. But fathers are, are present in God's plan before sin enters in, before death enters in. And so we can say a, a father is a good thing and a mother is a good thing. And so we have this biblical command and Cassie, I don't want to put you out of a job or anything, but you know, the Bible doesn't really mention youth ministry, right? And that doesn't mean we don't need it. It's a super great thing, man. We love it. We're so grateful for all the ministries that exist um, to reach our kids, little kids, teenagers, all of it. So grateful for it. But primarily the command in the scripture seems to be really centered around parents because it just doesn't mention the title youth pastor um, or lock-in or broom ball or any of that. That's a 90s throwback for anyone who grew Love up with it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, lock-ins are out these days, I think. But the scriptural command seems to be really centered around the family. Yeah. And um, and so we want to be faithful to that um, because we know over and over and over that obedience leads to joy, right? And yes. so we want to see what the Lord would do when we're faithful to accept his word for what it is and try to follow it. That's excellent. Yeah, I, something you're kind of touching on there too is so much of the scripture doesn't also distinguish hey, the following commands are for people over 18. Like mm-hmm. the, the Bible's not speaking to an adult audience only, but everything we're reading in the scriptures to be taught to kids. Right. And the expectation for holiness and integrity is not, hey, when you've 
when you turn 13, now you got to start following the 10 commandments, but right. rather this is for human beings. Right. One of our cultural issues we face right now is people don't treat kids like human beings or like blessings, like they're valuable. And so we have an opportunity as the church to, to remind everybody, hey, a, a kid is a human. And so these are the things the Lord has asked of them. And that's good because it leads to joy. It's not a anti-life. It's actually life to the fullest. Right. One of the scriptures, obviously, that we always talk about uh, in Church for Adults is Matthew 28, the Great Commission to go and make disciples everywhere. And that's one of the best parenting verses. Where, where are we going to make disciples? We're going to start at home. We start with who's close in, who's in our inner circle, and then also to the nations, also to our neighborhood, but certainly to our home. And another scripture that comes to mind for me too that I just love, and I know it's not directly related to parenting. There's a moment in Luke chapter five though, where uh, Peter has been fishing all night. He's trying to do his work, what he thinks is his work, and he's failing at it. And Jesus comes and says, um, put the net on the other side. And Peter's response is, I've, I'm actually like good at this. I've been doing this all night and uh, nothing's happening. But since you asked me to do it again, I'll do it. And I think related to what you're talking about, Chelsea, there are so many commands in scripture that we are asked to do as parents and we will fail and we will mess up. But since the Lord asked me to do it, I'm going to try again. I'm going to yeah. try again and I'm going to pray for fruit. And just because I've been trying all night and I've run out of mercies to your point, Cassie, <laughs> doesn't mean I'm about to give up as a parent. Uh, now we talked a lot about parents. Cassie, talk about who this podcast is for. Is this just for parents? Are we just going to be speaking to moms, just to dads, just to households? No, I mean the parent. The podcast is for. I mean, when you think about this, it's for everyone. When you think everyone in the church, because the commands are for the church to. Yeah. Um. Also, it's not just for parents, but for all believers to be pouring into the next generation, so that they wouldn't forget, but so that we would raise up a, another faithful generation and. And so the podcast is for anyone that is working with kids and teens uh, or desires to work with kids or desires to have a family someday or yeah. lives next door to a family and they want to help shape those kids. I mean, anyone that is passionate about really passing on God's deeds and his character and goodness to the next generation. And so I really envision, I mean, I would love for our listeners to be all ages I would love for parents to even maybe use this, like listen to this on their way to a date night and then get to talk about it. Like it's both for mommy and dad. So listen to it in the car on your way to your date and uh, to your restaurant and then, you know, discuss and think about how, how you can grow as disciple makers in your home and how you can encourage your fellow friends um, who are also disciple making. I mean, we don't want to do this alone. We want to do this in community. And so we need... I need the single, my single friends in my life to help me with this. I don't want to be doing this alone. I need my, the volunteers at our church to be partnering with me and yeah. our children's minister and our preschool minister. I mean, the, their role is not just programming. Like Chelsea said, like our, our first bullet point in their role description is that they would equip parents to do this work. Come on. That's what we exist to do, not to create an hour and a half program for kids to get dropped off at. I mean, that's part of it because part of equipping it, you know, is parents getting to go and be fed in the, in the church service. But um, all that to say, we just need, we need each other in this. And so this podcast is for anyone who's interested. I think about when you and I started working together 10 years ago, how much it would have blessed us to have some parents like we are now talking about family discipleship and how they would want to be equipped by the church or how the church could equip them when when the Bryants and the Griffins were brand new parents, but our job was equipping parents to disciple, yeah. I could have really used something like this. And yeah. I'm excited for how your experience is going to appeal and apply to the church worker as well as the parent. And 
to the to the grandparent as well and to the uncles and aunts. I mean, we're talking about when the Bible talks about household, it talks about an extended family. And so what does it look like for us all to do this together? Uh, I'm excited about it as well. Uh, Cassie, while we're on, while we're talking with you, what is what is something this season that you're really looking forward to? Is there a guest or a topic that you're excited about to give our listeners a little preview of what's coming? I mean, I was looking at the list and it's so exciting. I don't know how to pick one. I think one that is probably incredibly important is tackling parent guilt because that yeah. is going to be so common. That's such a common experience. I don't know a parent that hasn't felt guilty for something, either something that they did or something that they're not doing. And so our episode on tackling parent guilt, I think will be hugely influential, hopefully in my own life, even yeah, I'm, 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 like, I'm, I'm sitting here to receive from you on that episode. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, already feeling guilty uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited I, about that. And then the uh, mother theologian one, I think will be great too, because you know, it's just important. Like, you know, we're with, as moms are with our kids so, so much, so, so, so much. And so uh, we are theologians, what we think about God matters. And uh, we're passing on those thoughts to our kids. And so I think that'll be a good one as well. Yeah. Mother theologian will have a guest on with us. Yeah. Who will we'll be? have a theologian, Caroline Smiley. Caroline Smiley, one of the OGs of family discipleship. She is one of the OGs and she is a theologian. Gosh, she's so gifted. So really she's excited. Brilliant. I'm looking her. forward to having her on. Uh, Chelsea, how about you? What are you looking forward to this season? Yeah, we have a lot of great stuff to look forward to. One of the episodes we have coming up is called In the Wilkin Home with Jen Wilkin. Yeah. And um, Jen was such an early influence on me right, right after my first son was born. I had listened to some of her talks on raising kids and um, immediately wanted to meet with her to ask her, what what do I do with an infant? <laughs> yeah, how do you and, disciple um, a baby? And, and, and then what do I do next after he's not an infant? I was just very like excited, but really had a blank canvas for that because, you know, I don't remember my own infancy. And so I uh, wanted Jen to give me ideas and she was just, she was so great and had just so much help for me, you know, to reassure me and say, hey, like this isn't going to get get away from you. You know, you pray with your babies and yeah. and just explain to me how to create some rhythms with, with kids when they're at a really early age. And it was super helpful, super encouraging. And um, I brought a notebook with me when I met with her for coffee and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going to write down a lot of things you say, I think. She's like, okay, I guess. Um, yeah, I think anything good in our kids can be attributed to the Lord and Jen Wilkin. Yeah, That's pretty much. It, yeah. yeah, what's sweet about the Wilkin family is that their kids are grown. And so yeah. in them, although we know that the parents can do an excellent job and still see rebellion and see a kid drift resist, away, resist yeah. the faith, um, even though the parents have given all their effort and have been super faithful. It's super sweet to see in the Wilkin family, the fruit yeah. of their efforts of reading the Bible with their kids and yeah. discipling them really well. And so that to me is really helpful and encouraging to just paint this picture to go, you know, this, this can be a reality. They, our kids could grow up and be really bold men of God. Amen. And that really excites me. So I'm excited about that one. And then we're going to talk about how to talk to your kids about the Trinity with Kyle Worley and JT English. And I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. Those guys both have a way with words that can be over my head. And at the same time, I think that they're going to help us. I think they're going to help us explain the Trinity. That's great. Yeah, you just listed every member of the hosting team yeah. of Knowing Faith. <laughs> our, I want them to like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's our, our mother-sister podcast right there, uh, Knowing Faith, which this podcast would not exist without them. So really grateful for them. We are going to have JT and Kyle on to talk about the Trinity. Jen, who, by the way, is entering grandmother phase now. So she's yes, going to be able Mary to talk Kate's to us about that yeah. as well. Uh, well, 
Uh, I'm also excited about a couple episodes we have coming up. I mentioned that we're going to be talking about stewarding influences in a couple weeks. Uh, we also have an episode with just the three of us. We're going to talk about the what ifs of family discipleship. We'll talk through some of like, what if, what if we have an infant child? What does it look like? Or what if uh, my spouse is not a Christian? Or what if my kids are hyperactive? What if our life is already crazy busy? Some of those typical kind of FAQ things that I hear a lot around family discipleship. Uh, we'll also have, Cassie Bryant is so good at this. I'm so excited about this episode because we in the Griffin family really need this, is the episode where we're going to talk about, is my kid ready to be baptized? And we'll talk about what that means. How do you process that together? And how maybe for some of you families who've gone through that, that might be an old hat to you, but I think it's going to be really helpful to hear Cassie talk through what she looks for as she interviews with families and talks through with kids what is the fruit in bearing with repentance to judge mm-hmm. it to the best of our ability? Is this kid truly saved? I think that's going to be a fun episode. That'll be the episode all the Pado Baptists just discard. Yeah. They, don't even, they don't even listen to it. <laughs> they might not, but I think it'll be <laughs> no, helpful. I'm teasing, right? I'm yeah, Jesus helpful. came to bring his sword, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For those for whom baptism is a very different ritual from the tradition we're yeah. in, I think it'll be helpful for you. Maybe you won't be thinking about baptism, but maybe you'll be thinking about confirmation or you'll yes. be thinking about yeah. what is this church membership? Church membership. Is this kid ready yeah. or is my kid really following the Lord is going to be one of the questions we'll get to process on that one. And then next week, the episode number two, we're going to have on the one, the only Matthew Chandler. I've heard of him. Yeah, have you? Okay. Don't you have a, a selfie collection with Matthew where, where you take pictures with him in the background he doesn't know about? He's talking to Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, does not we're going to try to get a screenshot to add to the collection. He does not know about that. He and won't listen to this. He you're won't right. Know. You're right. He's never going to know. Yeah. Unless we mention it with him on next week's episode in the Chandler home with Matt Chandler. Chandler, uh, which I'm excited about. Honestly, it'll be fun to have Matt on with us. And uh, obviously he and I got the chance to write the book together. We've done uh, a lot of speaking about that, both at the village and beyond. And I'm excited about having him on. Well, that was episode one of the Family Discipleship Podcast. If you want to join the conversation, you can find us on social media. And thanks for listening. And if you think family discipleship is as important as we think it is, I hope you'll give us a great review wherever you listen to the podcast and share it with your friends who need help or need to join the conversation about how to lead their families to know and follow Jesus Christ.